Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we, Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bubble control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. How do you want to slap the bag? So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Mark Corona. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is to Punk Ape Strong. Punk Ape Strong, and... And uh, I want to congratulate you very sincerely. It's exciting news. You made it to the cover of Boring Stone magazine. Boring Stone. Uh, you're the man of the year, as a matter. You're, you're the man of the decade. You are the man of the century for Boring Stone. And... Uh, and uh, now uh, you uh, you play guitar, and what did the guitar say to the guitar player? Stop picking on me. But that, it's not that good. Anyway, uh, you're a washed-up old punk. You're into punk music. Oh, how cute. And, uh, and so old-fashioned. And uh, uh, now, but Boring Stone sucks. Punk rock sucks. Apes suck, and most importantly, you suck, punk ape strong. Boom! <laughs> Welcome to Blockchain Booze number 108. Uh, I had to play that because I meant to play it last episode uh, because... I think the day of or the day before last episode, Gilbert Gottfried passed away, um, which is a major bummer. But thankfully, somebody had that made and sent it to me uh, before he passed away. And, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, Punk Ape Strong is uh, my alter ego, this guy. It keeps covering Diego's face. Sorry, Diego. Um <laughs> But uh, welcome to Blockchain Booze number 108. Um, I'm excited to have uh, the crew from Autonomy on today. I guess before we get started, though, um, if you're joining us on YouTube or on LinkedIn or on Twitter, you can jump into meet.blockchainbooze.io 
and actually hang out with the community, ask questions, jump into the QA, um, do, you know, and when we're done, even turn on your camera and hang out with the community yourself. Um, we will, uh, um, we will um, be, uh, be hanging with, with the autonomy crew, but I'll also be taking, uh, taking questions. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by all these comments already uh, uh, coming in. But um, also I wanted to thank Blockchain Radio for having us and playing these episodes every single time. And of course, uh, Lunar Crush who, who, who streams this on their, YouTube, or on their uh, Twitter uh, and all that. Um, and yes, my mom responded. Yes, that was real. That was Gilbert Godfrey making fun of your son. Um, uh, and uh, the <laughs> sorry, I'm reading the comments here. So, James, Diego, welcome to Blockchain Booze. Cheers. Um, I, I need to hear. Why don't we start with you, James? I want to. I want to hear your background and, and what brought you to this space before we jump into what autonomy is and and you, could, you guys could educate us. Sure. Um, yeah. Hey. Thanks for thanks for having me. It um, it sucks, Gilbert. Uh, passed, but I guess he's in meme heaven um, now. But uh, yeah, my my background is essentially um, I was a physics student. Uh, in in Canada at uh, at UBC, which is actually where I met um, Diego, and yeah, basically was doing that. Um, but uh, last ball run kind of uh, showed me the light, so to speak, uh, just because like the pace of crypto was just like so insane. It's, like people are getting hacked, and people are raising all this money, and like people building all this cool shit. And kind of in contrast, I was like in the final year of my um, of my degree working in a quantum computing lab, which like on paper was like, like the, the best thing I could, could want. Um, but the pace was so slow and just like compared to crypto, it was just like, uh, I, I basically dropped out in my final year to go, to go full-time crypto doing, um, doing like chain analysis work, not for chain analysis, but a similar, uh, company, um, clients are like the FBI and, uh, and banks and that kind of thing um then after that worked for like dapper labs implementing proof of stake in the in, in flow uh, and then some like cross-chain dexes and, and like a bunch of other uh, projects like Chainflip. um then uh yeah pretty much um had, had the idea in 2019 but didn't really do anything with it and um kind of after DeFi summer happened it was like very obvious that this um that this uh infrastructure is needed and so pretty much started just after DeFi summer that's that's awesome uh diego can you give us uh, a little bit of, of your background yeah of course um yeah, yeah first of all like great intro uh, thank you for having <laughs> us um but yeah i mean uh yeah i met uh, uh, my background is in uh, business and computer science specifically more finance and computer science uh yeah met uh james uh back in canada and uh unlike him uh, i took a more traditional path otherwise my parents would have disowned me so yeah mm -hmm. uh, you know <laughs> uh, finished uh like did school like went through the uh traditional software engineering path worked at a few startups then uh went on to uh you know big tech worked at ibm amazon uh Again, yeah, like James said, the, the pace was too slow. I wasn't really, you know, working that much because I would always be like, you know, playing around with like DeFi stuff on the side. 
you know, it's something that I really like to do. Contributed to a few open source projects, uh, you know, uh, built a uh, few things here and there. Uh, and then, yeah, James sort of like, uh, well, James sort of came up uh, one day with uh, this idea. And, you know, it was something that would have honestly saved me a lot of uh, trouble and pain uh, you know, throughout DeFi summer. And, you know, then you know, we sort of started this, uh, I think it's been uh, a year this month now. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. You guys, uh, well, James, you're, you're in uh, Berlin for ETH Berlin right now. And Diego, you're on the way there. Um, uh, how, it, did it start yet? It has, or it's about to? Uh, it's Amsterdam. about to. Yeah, ETH Amsterdam, it's uh, there's, I mean, there's like side events, side events going on right now. The main hackathons at the weekend, but there's like Dev Connect throughout, throughout the week. Nice. Very cool. So, so tell me, I, I guess, you know, uh, autonomy at a very high level is, is uh, there, if I understood the, the, the basic premise, is there to speed up, um, uh, you know, the, the dev process, the building process of, of building uh, dApps on, on Ethereum or on um, EVMs? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, where anytime you need something to be automated or, or triggered, in some way by some event. I mean, even super simple use cases like recurring payments, like something that we just take for granted as have, you know, just like we expect it. So it's like a basic feature in, you know, banking apps and that kind of thing. These things aren't aren't um, um, aren't possible without some tri- something triggering the blockchain. So yeah, it's basically like a, an off the shelf um, pre made tool so that. Uh, you don't have to run any bots. You don't have to like maintain servers or anything. If you want to write a DAP that that uses these kinds of features, like limit orders and stop losses for like DEXs or like recurring payments if you're a DAO and things like that. Oh, very cool. So, so a lot of these things are built out of the box, and then you guys created a a, a way in which to call on them. Is it kind of like an API, or or is it kind of pre pre built tools that you give? you know the code to how exactly does it work i guess yeah so like um everything's like on chain which is like it's that's how it's like fully decentralized and that's how these conditions are kind of forced um there's like smart contract logic that you know means that your request which you know like say it's a limit order you know sell x for y at at z price like it's it's impossible to execute your request unless like the price is above z um, and so, yeah, the the way, like if you're a developer, the way you basically um, automate something is by creating a, a condition contract around some system. So, you know, like if you wanted to add it to like Uniswap, like we did, uh, you create the condition contract that that um, that calls Uniswap, but adds this extra condition. Um, and that, that's like quite low level, like as a, as a developer, but um, yeah. There's some like uh, we are just like in the process of launching uh, this thing called Automation Station, which is like mm-hmm. a no-code way of automating something. So, essentially, you just paste in an address for like a contract um, that you want to automate calling. Like, say, say it's like rebalancing a treasury, like every day, or like distributing rewards, or like sniping an NFT, or or something like that. Um, then yeah, you like you can do it without having to be a, de- a developer. You don't need to write any solidity, um, and uh, yeah, the, we have like SDKs as well for some of the like use case specific stuff, like limit orders and stop losses and, and that kind of thing. But um, I'd say automation stations are like 
the the least code way um the um uh crispin in the audience is asking is are, are these tools audited yet um how, how have they been audited and, and who how used have they have they been so far yeah um autonomy itself uh, has been live for like eight so eight months nine months something like that yeah, i think like eight months now yeah yeah um and the so autonomy itself and the limit orders and stop losses kind of all that code has been audited by two audit firms uh certic and uh god diego what was the other one um yeah i keep forgetting that one uh by, by two think... firms we can get it on your website right yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's public. A, it's a yeah, it's a smaller one but yeah certic and, and some other smaller one uh yeah they've been they've been audited um there's is, is that the main use case is sort of for for non-developer types is it a mix like um you know what's what's the sdk and is it like you know javascript basic basic ish stuff that that accesses so you don't have to learn solidity or is it more in depth than that um in terms of uh what what you have to know to do Right. Like I always joke that I'm a good enough engineer to break shit and modify stuff that already exists, but I'm not building a lot of stuff from, from scratch. Is it, is it for somebody like me or is it for somebody a little bit more advanced? Well, there's, there's different uh, ways, right? So there's, you know, the whole like limit orders and stop losses, like with the SDK uh, and such. Uh, yeah. You probably don't need any uh, solidity knowledge, although you probably, need to know what the contract does in order to you yeah. know, so plug it in uh it's yeah it's mostly just like javascript and you know like this this components and stuff uh but you know we're also trying to appeal to the you know like the non non-technical people with this uh thing like uh automation station where you're able to sort of like uh you know we're gonna we're, we're gonna uh what well, we we have and we're gonna add more Sort of like preset automations that you can sort of like you know pick an address and then pick this preset automation you know like for example a time condition and you sort of like put them together and then you now have this like recurring uh thing calling and you know it all happens on a ui and you know there's you literally just have to pick what you want and no code that's that's really really cool What's the, what are sort of, I guess, in terms of your users and the folks that are, that are building on this, um, what is like maybe the most common use case that, that they use? Is it people doing, you know, what you mentioned earlier, the stop loss, like DeFi type of trading products, or is it more NFTs or, or what's, what, what is it being used for the most at the moment? Um, I think the, so what we may mostly have live is like the limits and stops. So that, that's certainly like our most kind of uh, mature product, so to speak. Um, especially because like that is, has been, has been and will be more uh, integrated into various DEXs. Um, yeah. So like ApeSwap and SokuSwap and uh, a few, a few big ones that we can't, uh, can't name yet. Is, is the idea, is the idea that, you know, there's DEXs all over the place now on the different EVMs and, and, you know, people using it in different places. So different products are uh, are are sort of being built to to do these kind of trading on different places, and people are building sort of niche sites. Like, what's I guess what's the the main reason people are doing this? Like, 
Like, why do the DEXs want these features? I mean, the, I get why the DEXs themselves want these features, but are the DEXs using autonomy or are people building and using autonomy to create, I don't know, trading bots or, uh, or um, easier to use interfaces than, than, than maybe the Uniswaps of the world? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to understand, I guess. Um, the, yeah, the sure. um, yeah. Yeah, no, nobody's using it for trading bots uh, at the moment. It would be, in, in that specific case, um, like trading bots that are purpose-built for being trading bots typically yeah. operate kind of like with the mempool or taking account for the mempool. You know, like they see an opportunity yeah. and they try and place their transaction like in a block relative to, to that. Yeah, they're like arbitraging and front-running. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Or, or liquidations or whatever. Um, but in the case of autonomy, because it's like a fully generalized uh, thing, um, it, it doesn't have, I mean, it's, it's not built to be doing this like mempool kind of stuff. So it's, it wouldn't be good as a trading bot yet. Uh, well, let me re re rephrase that. It wouldn't be good as a trading bot that's competing uh, against, you know, other bots that are purpose built for it. But if you wanted a trading bot that just um, implements a strategy, you, you know, like, buy when the RSI is below something or uh, or just like dollar cost average or something like that, then like you can 100% do that, um, do that with autonomy today. Um, but yeah, I think it's like most people are, definitely most of the usage comes from these integrations into like existing uh, DEXs like ApeSwap um, because, you know, they, they have like a lot of users already. And so us like trying to recreate that, which, which, I mean, we have like a demo site, autoswap.trade, uh, which, you know, has limits and stops on, on the, like the chains that we operate on. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but like, you know, having that site is essentially like competing as a DEX almost because yeah. you know, you got to convince people to go to the UI and, um, you know, we're, we're not like in the business of being a DEX and like the so maximum, you know. You're, you're creating the tools for people to. For example, actually, maybe you guys can take over this um, if, if the answer is, is, is yes. But for example, I had created um, uh, the first ever uh, WordPress crypto exchange plugin. I think it was called like WP Crypto Exchange or WordPress Crypto Exchange. And I used Total, which was the first DEX aggregator to um, allow people to basically... Um, very simply have a DEX on their website, put in their own contract um, uh, um, uh, and collect a fee, like a percentage fee on the thing. And it was all powered by Total. But Total, um, uh, you know, uh, moved on from this product and it doesn't, it's not supported anymore. So I had to turn it off. But essentially, are you guys creating a Dex aggregators per chain, or at least giving the opportunity for people to to tap into the Dex on different chains, um, with with your API essentially. Like if I had a wallet app or a WordPress site with content, whatever, and I wanted to have a Dex on my site, I could use Autonomy to 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 do that. It wouldn't it wouldn't give um, the ability to have a Dex in the site, but it would give a plugin like that, the ability to add like limit orders and stop losses and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so like I mean, if the, it could live in an iframe or something or take you to a different UI um, to swap.alonsite.com and I could swap on, you know, smart chain or on uh, wherever, whatever you support. 
Does that make sense? Or am I not understanding it correctly? Yeah, so like we're like we're not uh, an aggregator. So we're we would be on a specific uh dex. Uh we we can be on like arbitrarily many dexes. It's just like if the dex, you know, chooses to, to to use us to add features like uh like limits and stops. So, you know, if if a plugin like you're describing, um if like if it was still running, like you could choose to use autonomy like you know, right now to like add limits and stops to that. So so that people could have a you know this uh, this Dex plugin that also not didn't just swap but also did limits and stops as well. I gotcha. So okay, I I, I think I understand. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on so I don't uh, bore bore everybody else. But um uh, um the um I have a question from from David Rankin, and I don't fully uh uh. David, I may might make you hop on screen with me if I don't understand this question correctly. But um, they asked; uh, it was a little bit on the conversation you mentioned earlier. But um, he said, "What about minor extracted value issues on Ethereum-based chains with limit orders, uh, etc.? Are you tapping into tools like Sushi for the limit orders? Does that make sense to you?" Uh, yes. Ask- Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. So, like, um, he said, "Are you familiar with uh, MEV, like minor extractable value?" I'm not, not enough at all, other than hearing the term and having smarter people than me uh, explain it in different times. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah, I guess for for you and um, any other listeners that are listening that that don't um, they're not familiar with it. So, minor extractable value is basically. Um, well, the, the value that a miner can extract from some something that on, that's on chain. So, for example, like uh, an arbitrage opportunity. Um, you know, you might have like fifty different bots um, all trying to exploit the same opportunity. You know, say that they can make a hundred dollars yeah. from having their transaction be placed in the right place in, in a block. Um, miners ultimately have control over where transactions are placed. So, no matter gotcha. what else anyone tries they can just like essentially veto like i'm mining this block and so i'm going to put my transaction there and i'm going to you know win the the hundred dollars yeah um so like in in the case of like uh autonomy and like trading uh, with like limits and stops etc um there is no increase in mev uh because like when you move a market whether it's whether it's you know just a regular market order like a regular swap on let's say Uniswap or it's a limit order, um, you can think of a limit order as basically the exact same thing as as a swap. I mean, it basically is a swap just yeah. delayed until some certain condition. But you can achieve the same effect by just like waiting at your computer, right, and just like hitting swap when when the price is is what yeah. you want. Um, so that there's no like increase or decrease in MEV uh, in the case of like, limits and stops. But interestingly, there are some cases where it's reduced or eliminated. So, for example, um, like liquidations on lending platforms, you know, when your collateral goes below the the threshold. Yeah. Um, in the, that like liquidations are, you know, have have like a profit opportunity, and so there's all these like bots competing, and therefore there's MEV opportunity. Um, with autonomy, you can essentially create like self liquidations. So. Say like the the liquidation ratio uh, like um, percent uh, is like you know 150 percent of the borrowed amount. You need that in the collateral. 
So you can set it so that uh, like using autonomy, that once my collateral goes to like 160%, liquidate myself. Uh, and then you mm -hmm. save on the liquidation fee, fee, which like in some cases, I think in SushiSwap's like cashew platform, it's like 12%. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're saving a lot of money by liquidating yourself. Um, but, uh, but because at that point, you're the only one who can liquidate you because you haven't got to the point where anyone can liquidate you yet. Yeah. Um, there is no MEV opportunity. And so uh, I, th I think like over time, like all these lending platforms are going to slowly add like these, this self-liquidation feature. And I think like liquidations are going to essentially um, stop being, uh, like there won't be liquidation bots anymore. Yeah, so I mean, um, the, uh, the idea is that I guess you could liquidate yourself before you get to that threshold, even if you're within 1% of the threshold, even if you've lost that extra 1% versus paying the 12% fee, it's, uh, it's, right. it's definitely, um, it's definitely a better deal for, for yourself. So how do you guys do that? Right. How do you do the automated stuff? Do you guys essentially have bots or have some certain cron jobs running and watching once somebody creates a, a limit order or, you know, I, I not sure how how does that i'm assuming it's an off chain something that's that's watching um one of yeah. the oracles or 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 something like that how does that work yeah so essentially for example you know you want to do a limit order you sort of like wrap this like swap uh you know like uh, function uh with a required statement basically you know like if you're if you're trying to um i don't know when the price hits x then you know execute uh, so you, you make one of these transactions and it sits on a registry and this registry is constantly monitored with by this, uh, the centralized network of bots. So anyone can run up one of these bots, uh, and essentially, you know, they're constantly monitoring and simulating the transaction. If it's, you know, if it's able to you know, succeed, then they will execute the transaction. If not, you know, it, it won't execute. Um, yeah, that's essentially, uh, you know, the the mechanics of how it works then there's the whole you know uh tokens or, or like payment side of things where you know when you submit one of these transactions you have to pay a small extra fee on top to incentivize these you know executors um and, and yeah uh that's 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 basically it. that's interesting very cool yeah it's um I think that it, are are these um, are the limit orders these things are they um, are they also decentralized are they on chain can people see the orders that you have um, is that a good thing is that a bad thing <laughs> um, it, it would be you know I, I'm assuming that data would be really valuable for traders right yeah I mean it's um, so so everything is on chain. Um, we well we we have a product addressing addressing this but it's not public yet but um but you're you're right that uh all, all these things are public and so that is valuable information because like knowing that you know there's, there's a bunch of like order support at like some price level is like you know valuable market information uh in the case of limit orders i think it's pretty much the same as um, like a, a centralized exchange where they have an order book because like typically limit orders are public. I mean, you have some like, you know, you can you can have like uh, hidden orders, but, you know, I, um, I feel like generally they're, they're usually like public uh, on, the, on the order book. The case of stop losses, however, is, is different um, because like typically, you know, like, well, stop losses are not on an order book. 
and uh, you don't really want to publish them because you can get stop hunted where you know people like push it past that price level because they know that your your stop will like force trigger um, and so like that is a fair concern um, I don't think it's an, an issue unless you're trading with like really large amounts like you know tens of millions because that's the point where if you force a trade you know like the market movement as a consequence from your stop executing is enough to you know arbitrage front run etc um so for just like retail trading i, I don't think it's a, it's an issue mm-hmm. um but uh for the institutional clients like yeah it, it would be an issue awesome so i mean to our our audience is, is a huge mix from from you know uh people into nfts to um, you know, people who participate in DeFi and NFTs and things like that to, to really technical people who build and, and, and things like that, you know, from, from the autonomy perspective, what's sort of your, your, your main value proposition, I guess, and what, what's the thing you want to be promoting the most? Like, what are you doing right now um, in, uh, in ETH Amsterdam? What, what's the most important thing that you guys as a company are doing there? I'm part, part. <laughs> I'm just chilling. To be honest, I'm talking <laughs> out. I'm conference. Well, out. you're there, and I know Diego. You're you're heading there. So as a team, you guys are are going. So participating in the hackathon, spreading the word on on your SDK. Um, I always want to know what 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 your sh- what we should be shilling to our audience as the main thing we need to be looking at, and what what I need to be uh, doing, you know, um, research on and and understanding and learning. Yeah, I'd say that, well, the, the, the reason that we're in uh, Amsterdam is to participate in the hackathon and to to create uh, like a specific product um, at the hackathon, uh, which we have not made public yet. Um, but I mean, the hackathon is this weekend. So like we'll be tweeting about it like this weekend, I guess, when we um, publish it as part of the, the hackathon. Um, so we'll we'll have to. I mean, it isn't built yet. We'll have to do it at the hackathon. But uh, it's. I think it's a pretty like game changing, um, game changing product for a more institutional and kind of conservative um, audience. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, but in general, I'd say like the um, the the main thing that I would say we should be known for is like limit orders and stop losses. Um, you know, it's gotcha. like. It's our most mature, mature product. It's like, you know, the most high value uh, thing, the thing that's used most frequently, is, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, um, you know, from, from your guys' perspective, so you're, you're primarily, um, as far as I know, or entirely EVM, right? So Ethereum and, and, and other EVM chains. Um, from your perspective, you know, ETH, ETH 2.0, where we're at right now with gas fees and, and everything like that. How, how do you feel about the sort of ETH community um, in general and, and building on ETH? I mean, I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm a not, you know, a unapologetic fan of Tezos, for example, but I also love Ethereum and have built a ton on Ethereum and, and I love uh, this idea of, of a multi-chain world because I don't think it, it would be like, it's silly to think there would only be one, um, in my opinion. But, you know, what? how do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel about the current gas fees? I know you're building on, uh, uh, um, you know, I know you guys are, are building for EVM, so you're not only 
you know, main, main chain, but how do you feel about people building right now on, uh, on Ethereum and, and how do you guys just, I guess, how, how do you justify to, to new teams wanting to build that don't really know the whole landscape, the, the gas fees and everything else going on? Well, personally, I, uh, more of a chain agnostic, like don't really mind. And to be honest, we haven't really, you know, uh, you know, put that much or like focus that much on, on Ethereum itself. Uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, worked more on like, more of our products are live on AVAX, uh, BSC and so on for, for it's cheaper, you know, gas costs. Um, but yeah, in general, the, the appeal with Ethereum is that there is a lot of value locked in there, you know? So for example, we have this, uh, project we're trying to also showcase is like uh it's called meta dungeon it's uh we have this like whole autonomous nfts that sort of like fly to different wallets by itself uh you know it's not owned by anyone uh but yeah essentially we are you we're building it on ethereum because we're able to sort of like um you know bring community bring nft communities from other parts you know like now if you own a board ape then you have like a let's say a power up uh, you know, in order to, well, maybe I should take a step back, but basically Meta Dungeon is this, uh, in, in short, is basically this sort of like boss that sort of jumps between wallets. And if you're able to catch it in your wallet, then you can fight it. And uh, if you win, you, you sort of win this like prize pool. Uh, but yeah, essentially, you know, we're able to pull from different communities and sort of like bootstrap uh, a community ourselves as well from, from these other people. And so that's, I think that's, uh, mostly the the biggest appeal to build on ethereum right now but you know like uh, as for ourselves we're not really fully just evm we actually yeah we're, we're actually like have a couple solutions that are coming up soon for for other non-evm uh interesting yeah. It's, you know, to me, I think that I meet early stage startups uh, all day long in my day job. And I think, you know, uh-oh. Um, that was one of you guys, right? <laughs> um, the, oh, the the engine? Yeah, yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All of a sudden. Oh, no worries. Um, the, uh, you know, I think that I meet early stage companies all the time. And it's it's interesting, right? Like, on one hand, I think there's, you know, scaling opportunities. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, using a certain EVM because of just because of low fees, right? Because I am a huge fan of decentralization and, you know, BSC is not a decentralized chain by anyone's measure, unless they're a liar. Um, and, um, and, and, but I understand why people would use a product on BSC, right? I still, watch amazon prime and i buy things on the internet like it doesn't mean that i i won't use a product because it's not decentralized but it's not the the vision of our space and what you know we really want to do and and i don't think it's it's you know changing the world right um so so that you know for example why i'm a fan of tezos but i can't argue against people who say you know the value isn't there on tezos right like there there is the the speaking of nfts right the best nft communities on tezos compared to the best nft communities on ethereum not based on best in terms of actual best communities or best products i'm talking about just value wise 
the value is orders of magnitude larger um, on on Ethereum, right? And, and same with DeFi. Um, and you can say the same thing about other uh, other other chains other than Ethereum. Um, so so that's the main reason the business use case to to launch on Ethereum. Um, but in the future, as there's more and more bridges and more and more compatibility um, and more EVM chains kind of uh, fracturing and, and spreading and decentralizing the community um, and decentralizing chains, I guess, uh, maybe that's not the right words, but I had a, a tall drink. Um, <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Um, outright, um, you know, but 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 I think that there's 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 opportunities, right? To in this fractured world, that actually I think it makes makes some really really interesting um, opportunities. I, I I don't know if if that made any sense. Yeah, I, I know I know what you mean. Um, I agree. Although I think um, I think what's going to play out is a uh, I don't know what the right word for this, extremization um, or, or, or Darwinism favoring the extremes. And what I mean, mean by that is um, like when you're building a DAP, uh, unless you have some specific reason to choose a particular chain because they gave you a grant or something, I don't know, whatever, there's a particular community, yeah. whatever. Um, you typically either care about fees or decentralization. And I think... Um, over time, we're going to get to the point where if you want decentralization, you choose ETH. If you want like low fees um, and like high throughput, you know, low uh, low confirmation times, etc., you would use something like Solana. Um, and I think a lot of these chains that are kind of in the middle, um, like you know, like like BSC, where they, they don't have decentralization uh, and they their throughput is a bit better than ETH, but it's not that much better than ETH. It's really just because they're just jamming just as much as possible through through the existing EVM chain, which we've we had issues with. Yeah. <laughs> Man, BSC always gives me a headache, honestly. Anyways. Yeah. But you know, I, every I, time somebody tells me to do something on BSC and I don't do it out of principle, and I've been doing this for a couple of years now, or, or ever since BSC launched. You know, I I win the moral victory, but I my wallet is much thinner yeah. <laughs> than theirs. So so who's really the winner of, of this argument, right? So you know, there is there is you know, I think there's those amongst us who are in this space for for uh, I think most of us are in this space for the right reasons, but there's opportunities this space affords us financially. Um, that that we sacrifice maybe sometimes in in those sense because like like we all uh, you know yeah you know, there's so I can't I feel like I can't really judge even though the reason why I don't participate is because I'm kind of judging um, and then you know who's who's really the the you know who gets the, the last laugh. <laughs> yeah no I mean like to you know I like I, I share the same like kind of sentiment and I generally. Um, generally avoided like bsc like personally i mean like for autonomy you know like volume is volume like activity is activity uh, we are not taking like any moral high ground by any search and imagination but you know what i cannot fault them for is like they have results you know like people 
like there's a lot of activity on it there's a lot of tvl which is highly assisted by binance themselves but yeah aside from that but um, again uh, but again i know we all choose to participate in uh completely centralized businesses and shop at certain places right. and buy cars from certain companies and do certain things. It's a choice, right? But, but, you know, I think the, you know, we're, we're supposed, we at least say we're here for the decentralization, say that we're here for the borderless world and all of this stuff. And, and you know what, Binance does do some, some crazy ass cool, uh, things in terms of the, you know, sticking it to gov certain governments and things like that, which is, I think from the sidelines, pretty fun and interesting, but it's still not necessarily a, a decentralized uh, uh, player from from most people's standpoint, I, I would assume, or I think at least. And maybe I'm biased and I don't know uh, know uh, uh, all the details and I won't claim to be uh, an expert. Um, so, but, but that said, um, I'm... For those of you in the uh, in the audience, I'm I'm watching the chat. But throw any questions, any specific questions you have in the QA. Um, I think that there is um, uh, there is there's some some interesting stuff here, and I know that we're we're sort of I, I'd like to touch on all things development on on EVM related because I think these guys can can help and us sort out any any questions we might have. But you know. Wait, you you mentioned that you guys are building things for for other chains and things like that. Will you, do you want to tell us which chains yet, or is it still a, a big secret pizza party? Uh, we can tell the chains, it's not the not the actual integrations, but uh, Solana, mm -hmm. uh, Cosmos, and uh, Terra. So, and what was are, the last one? Terra, I like Terra. Terra. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, those are coming up soon. Very cool. I mean, I think all of those have uh, significant liquidity and and uh, TVL on their on their dexes and on their chains, right? Is that is that the main? Um, are those sort of the main uh, numbers and things that you look at, stats that you look at to decide whether to integrate another chain, or um, is is there more to it? Yeah, it's it's mostly like stats. You know, like the volume, um, like our kind of. Uh um number one uh, metric for for successful autonomy is like the the number of requests made you know like per day or per week or whatever and, and like the volume um traded you know the value flowing through autonomy and so yeah that, that i mean they pretty much go together and so you know you have top dexes like uh like you know radium um astroport uh the osmosis these these kinds of things um that uh, are obviously like very attractive from like an, an integration standpoint, um, but not just them. Like uh, the the ecosystem is being built, kind of like as we speak. I mean, it's like very early stage, uh, and especially like those chains. And so, getting like a solid foothold from like a strategic um, point of view is um, a wise choice. Like early on, in if you assume that these things are going to grow, which I. I mean, I, I think they are. Like, I don't have any reason to, to think they're not, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Also, yeah. in terms of resources, right? Like, we, we have a bunch of Rust devs now, uh, you know, for building one solution. And then, you know, like, why not, uh, you know, like, these other, like, like chains as well. You know, it's a similar architecture, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Jim Jim is asking, I'm, I'm trying to paraphrase and, and fully understand the question. So um, Jim is, is asking sort of, you know, I guess his big question is, is why so many chains? Like uh, trying to be Uber all chains, uh, that is way cool, but maybe too much to conquer. So, you know, I, I guess, Jim, Jim, let me know in the chat. Are you saying like, why is autonomy um, integrating so many chains or, or why in general do so many chains exist? Uh, I guess that's that's the, what I'm trying to understand. But I guess I'll ask you guys why why branch off from the EVM chains at all if 90% of the liquidity is there. I assume he means the the first thing of like why yeah. why are we going for all all chains? Um, well, I mean, if you if you look at for example um, the the top dexes by like volume. Uh, CoinGecko has a has a good um, a good mm -hmm. list uh, for doing that with. Uh, they're not all EVM chains. Like most of them are. Like by volume, most most of it, uh, most of them are. But um, you know, if you if you take out Uniswap, um, which accounts for you know anywhere between thirty to fifty percent of the of the volume, you know the the volume of uh, dexes on these other chains like is like it's not most. But I think it's somewhere between like maybe around thirty to forty percent, probably closer to forty percent. So the question of like why, why excluding Uniswap of like why non EVM is almost the same question of like why EVM and not non EVM, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but as to like why so many chains at once, um, we 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 have our conversations about like spreading ourselves uh, a bit then. Because like hiring people to to get the this done is um, yeah so so challenging right now. Hiring but, I mean, hiring in general is challenging. Hiring engineers is crazy challenging, and then hiring blockchain devs is even more challenging. Mate, Diego and I stick to our, <laughs> to our eyeballs of the amount of interviews that we do. Uh, like before before this, I had like like three hour you know back to back interviews. Uh, like how so how many big. how big is your team right now uh like 14 or 15 I think. yeah 15 mm -hmm. i guess core uh you know without counting like uh you know like uh, mods and... more part-time stuff like mods and stuff like that but yeah 15 it's um it is uh it is well hey jim do you do you want to come on screen uh there there's questions and then one of the questions was somebody uh, somebody else saying why isn't jim just on the screen asking questions which jim is a uh, community member of of ours uh who who we actually need to have on screen we've had david join in and jump in i feel like jim and crispin need to uh to <laughs> hop in yeah well, let's go. uh jim, there was a famous moment, Jim is in New Zealand, and there was a famous storm thing that was happening in New Zealand where it got crazy hot and most people where he lives don't, don't have air conditioners. And I haven't, let him, um, I haven't let him live down the week where we went in the tables after the chats and he wasn't wearing a shirt. Um, and I haven't let him live that down and, and I keep bringing him up. Blame him, man. <laughs> and Jim said, let me get my shirt. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and now the whole community is, is going nuts. Uh, uh, 
I, I do think, Jim, Jim, we should have a, uh, just thinking out loud here, and I know this is, this is sort of, I'm, I'm talking to myself because you guys don't see uh, the whole chat and, and only half of the audience maybe sees the chat because the other half are, or even more are watching on streams. But um, I'm telling the guys in the chat um, and, and that we, we should, um, uh, we, we definitely, uh, uh, we definitely should um, do a, uh, maybe an episode or two where we have Crispin, Jim, David Rankin, um, BB Studios. I see, uh, I see you, Casey, who, who's here very regularly. Two, there's so many regulars. We should do a community edition where like we have 10 people and we should have a, uh, you do that instead of the, the main conversation. It'd be a lot of fun. But Jim, click on that link, the StreamYard link I'm sharing in the chat. There's John D right there. I see timed here also. They jumped into the link, but uh, all I see, I don't see a video. So um, if anybody has any questions for, for autonomy, uh, <laughs> uh, just laughing at John's comments. Um, I guess it would be funny to have an hour of a live stream where I'm just laughing at everyone's comments, but nobody knows what we're talking about. Um, uh, see, see Jim, Jim, click on the link, dude. All right. So while, while he's trying to, to find us, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is turning into to what I just said. Uh, I'm sharing the link again. Um, Jim, you know what? I will, um, support you in in your decision to wear a shirt or not um just click on the link uh see john already reposted the link there you are jim hold on i don't see your screen on ah here you are looking professional i mean i look i i went to the park and flew a kite right before the thing so i look like (laughs) a crazy person but you you look jim oh i can't hear you now dang it uh is your mic on do you have any weird setup? <laughs> Can't hear you. Well, at least he got the shirt on, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, something. Shirt. I heard a sound. Jim, you clicked, you plugged something in. Are you there? Well, at least he got the shirt on, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jim, talk. Something. I heard a sound. Jim, you click. You plugged something in. Are yes. I'm. Sure I'm echoing. Know. So turn off the uh, the Remo window, and I think we can Jim, hear you. Something. I heard a sound. Jim, you click. You plugged something in. Are yes. I'm there. We go. Yeah. Sorry. Hey. Hey, James. Hey, how was it in Berlin? I used to live in Germany, bro. I'm I'm in New Zealand at the moment. So you, it's like eleven, twelve in the morning, or you're still waking up. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh yeah. I mean it's it's only three a.m. But it's all good. I'm a night owl. Oh, oh whatever. Yeah, because of daylight savings. Anyway, so um, I don't know. It it. it I, I was just trying to, I think Alon was saying, just to not paraphrase my question, but like if you, you're trying to go and do all the chains and that will take like developers or a community on those to be like Uber of, of every chain for, and maybe that gives, is your idea to get, it gives more liquidity to lock the stop losses and stuff like that, which it would, I, I support. And I think that's super cool, but 
damn. I'm just like, damn, that's just like, damn, that's a lot of work. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's just, it's like, is it, is it like conceptually you could whiteboard it and shit, but it's like, is it tenable? Like, is it do it's just, or maybe you're like, well, we go after Uniswap and like you're saying, or CoinGecko, and then we've conquered 80% of the beast. And then, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll shut up now. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Interrupt me anytime. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just uh, like, like what Diego was saying. Um, well, for one thing, like all the EVM chains, like you just copy paste the same system essentially. And so it's not yeah. you know, any extra effort. But, you know, in the case of like, um, like we started off uh, with, with Solana um, and like we, we have to do like chain specific stuff each time, but generally they're all in rest and like our, our developers like a very, you know, like familiar with the architecture at this point. And so um, it takes less time each time to, to support uh, a new chain. We, we essentially have to build everything from scratch, but um, the, the Okay, so let, let me, let, so let me just pick on, I'll just pick on Cosmos, for example. So it's just like Bada being the, the architect, the, the XML schema is there and so it's like boom and it's in Rust. So I, we just need to integrate like I think Diego was saying and then we just integrate with that chain and we're off to the races. Is is it is it that simple? I, I mean, mean it's the, not. The, the 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 infrastructure of autonomy, I think well, I mean it's not it's not super simple, but you know, it's you know, like once we've done it before, it's relatively simple. Uh you know, the most of the bulk of the work is in getting these integrations and, you know, like getting yeah, partners right, in these yeah. different ecosystems. So that's, yeah, like, that's, yep, uh, yep, yep. you know, but in the, yep. in the, in the big picture of things, you know, with stuff like layer zero coming on, you know, are we really building, you know, like, you know, like, should we just build on, on one chain or, you know, be, be sort of like the layer, the automation layer for, for this like multi-chain world, right? That's. Oh yeah, that's a yeah, that's a very good point or question. Yeah, and you're just struggling with yeah with that one. Yeah, that is maybe the crux of what you guys are facing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just it's nice to talk to you guys. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Alon. Yeah. No, it's all good. Uh, well, we we got the last few minutes, so stick stick with me. I was Matt texted me. Matt, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, is the, uh, uh, I was going to say the director of events, but he's been upgraded to the COO of, of DGH. So he, he said, he texted me, said, uh, said uh, heard you, I'm, I'm making sure Jim is guest on next week's episode. So I said, let's do an OG um, blockchain booze edition. Um, and I'll do OG, that. I, I refer to Matt as Matt Bozo, and that's no offense to you. Matt. And, I'm, dare you. And, I, and I'm sure you've had that since you were in elementary school. I'm sure he's like, yeah, been there, done that. And I've yeah, heard, I heard, here's, here's to you, Jimmy Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. So, wait, okay, wait, Matt wait, Bozo, I'll do it. We have to I'll ask Matt if that was a uh, – see, I, I'm – Alon, but Israelis say alone, and Americans alone. hear it as alone. Alone, alone. alone and then they go all alone, or uh, or alone. They go like like mow your lawn, alone. Like like so. There's all those. But he had to have the bozo. Uh, 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 you know. Bozo. Oh yeah. If I, if I was eight years old, I'd be like bozo. <laughs> 
Timed. Right. Dude, what what what's your real name, by the way? You're you're in the the community like like every week, uh, um, and we're we're long overdue for a hangout. Welcome to uh, I brought you on screen. By the way, you're muted. You're muted you're right now. John just said hi, Alan, to me, which is also a common one. But I just autocorrect that. That's not like an offensive making fun of me one. That's just somebody that doesn't know the pronunciation. Wait, get so this. I'll totally do it. I'm originally from New York City. I'll do this. Hey, hey, trust me. I know Alan, and he's friends with Tim Draper. I know Alan, okay? All right? I'm friends with Alan, and he knows Tim Draper, okay? All right? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I know Alan. You don't know Alan, okay? Shut up. Shut up I your think face. I know Alan, but I'm not sure. I might have met him before. Anyway, um, all right. What's up, timed? So yeah, yeah. I, I my my question was about um about uh, uh the cross chain and how and how uh, and how and how he was going to be able to use how, how we we're going to use that. Like, did did he need to get more developers and what was he looking for? What what was what was going on with that that part of it? That made so like, sense. On, on the on the hiring front, you guys are looking for more the developers. Developing what kind? Well, yeah. If you if you um, yeah, do they work with like if, if you if you look at their website, they're like they want a cross chain. Like I think Cosmos. Uh, every, they're they're looking, and it's hard because people because everyone <laughs> we yeah, yeah. And it's like how I think his question is more like how is. Yeah, again, remember it goes back to my whiteboard thing. It's like, yep, super cool, but like, is that like, God, you're like, it's, it's doable. you're like it's grappling doable. for talent, which is yeah. scarce. So, and I think that's what Tom is saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, but you guys are, you said, guys, you constantly uh, interviewing and stuff. So, are you getting a ton of applicants? It's just really hard to hire. Like, it. It, is there just yeah. too much competition in hiring? Is there not enough? people is there is it a combination of both because i feel like High demand low supply and exactly yep and yeah. everyone Qual quality expensive. engineers is the is yeah. the thing missing right so that's uh... yeah because you could you could chuck all the money in the world and maybe it's not really about money it's like is this a cool project and it becomes more ethereal kind of thoughts from that person's point of view because yeah it's hard that's the hardest job in the world hiring people yeah I've yeah, done just, it. just it's, not, people... it's not fun and it's so time consuming when you really just want to do your actual work yeah <laughs> yeah you, you know you just want to yeah. do the work yeah, yeah we we tried yeah. we tried hiring um a recruiter but like even for for a recruiter that's even like right. less supply nobody wants to do that i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they can make make way more money being uh insane um, guys, so we're, we're running at the end of time. So I'm going to ask the guests, uh, to give us a plug, but right before we do that, I'm going to remind everyone, if you're watching on one of the uh, streams, come, come hang with us on meet.blockchainbooze.io. And by the way, the, uh, in the chat, they're crowdsourcing a new segment for the show, uh, called 90 seconds with Jimmy, where we get Jim to just come on for 90 seconds and tell us something every week. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll workshop that one. Uh, <laughs> so James Diego, where can we follow you guys, and what's the best uh, link for? I I, I I hope they I hope they meant ninety seconds with James, not Jim. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because he's got I, a better man bun than me. I can't do a man bun. That's like, I don't know. You've got to grow your hair. you got to grow your hair. You can, you can grow your hair. I believe I you. Know. I take something out. I've been trying. Like, I know. Oh, yeah. like, I don't want to. I want to be like, I want to be like a. I want to be like a sensei, you know, and be like, yeah. <laughs> I, I do have, I do have a hair stick in it, like for. Oh dang! See, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can't tell on me on video streams. Maybe this is why I've been avoiding real life, but I'm it's thinning in the front, especially. I've got a few more years, and then I won't be able to do long hair anymore. So, uh oh, we lost you, time. Um, but, but James, Diego, give us a, a plug on where to follow you uh, directly, but also where to follow Autonomy. Uh, yeah, Twitter, I think, is the, the best place at Autonomy Network for, um, well, for obviously for Autonomy, uh, for me, at James Autonomy. Yeah, for me, it's at, it's D-Chui, C-H-U-I. Um, but yeah, I actually have to jump off. But Alon, thank you so much for, for having, no, th- for having thank me. Thank you. And I, I really appreciate you being here. Excited to, uh, to, to have had you on. I really appreciate both of you guys being here. Like I said, for everyone else, meet.blockchainbooze.io. And I will be in New York uh, in a couple weeks or, or in about a month, actually, uh, for our event on May 16th. But for two weeks, basically, I'm going to be traveling and we're going to do two blockchain booze editions on the road. So uh, one of them may be from a super secret Draper Venture Network event where I'm going to maybe try to put Tim Draper in a headlock and do a live thing with him or maybe one of the partners or, or people. See, like, just like Network. just like I told you, I'm Alan. It's Alan and we're going to get, he knows Tim Draper and he's on the road. I, I, I also need to know, event. <laughs> am I going to, am I going to work up the guts? Uh, somebody had this idea. Am I going to work up the guts to do the theme song live uh, as punk ape strong uh, with, with an audience? Um, but then the week after maybe blockchain booze live in New York, maybe with like a select if you, audience. If you, but... if you, if you can convince Tim to get out of his uniform and not wear a shirt, for the virtual call he won't do it he won't do it (laughs) we'll do it in the swimming pool at the uh at the hotel um won't do it oh vcon um i think a lot of you will be at vcon and what i want to say as well is that so so there's going to be that event there's gonna be vcon if any of you wanted to come to sts and you're one of the uh top community members and i know who you are so you can't play no games with me DM me. I'll make sure you can join us at STS if you plan on being in New York. Um, I'll throw this on one last time. Uh, at this point, if you're an hour into watching, you're probably one of the OGs. And so um, uh, yeah. just hit me up uh, privately and, and I'll uh, make it happen for you. Oh, that's, um, that's but nice regardless, you. let's spend some time yeah. at VCon for those of you who are going to be there. I see Casey uh, is going to be there. John D is going to have, we're going to have a premium time at VCon. I know with it. The vod- um, with the vodka. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and Alan doesn't even drink that much, John. So you Alan, gotta, Alan you know, kind uh, of drinks a lot, but Alan doesn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I oh, you're alter, you're alter, uh, <laughs> I'm going to create a third persona. Um, Alan Gordon. Um, and, now, um, I'm not a big drinker at work-related events, which is ironic that I host blockchain. Well, you get now. you get too uh, you get too busy. You're lucky to even have a coffee or a tea because I, I talk everyone too much. Gets, 
No, I'm, I'm the same way. You get to talking so much. You don't eat. You don't. You don't eat. You don't even. Get That's to true. Toilet. Be like yeah. dinner yeah. time <laughs> at these events. James, yep. James, I know you're at your event. To... Start the morning. This is the move. Is you have to start the morning early with a legit real breakfast or else you're destroyed. Like that's, that's how I do it. I plan a breakfast meeting because 100%. if I'm not meeting somebody at the place to get breakfast, I probably won't show up. Um, yeah. So you have to like make it, make it a, a disciplined thing when you're traveling and doing events. Um, oh, that's good counsel. I, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. So it's the most important meal of the day, as you know, as your so mother many, probably taught you. Yep. <laughs> so many great comments in the chat. All right. I'm going to end the stream. I will All see right. you guys at the tables. James, thank you again for having me. Blockchain booze number 108. Um, uh, thank you guys so much. And I will see you uh, on the other side. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. 